tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, my good friend Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? We're doing good. Dude, it was great to hang out with you the other day. Uh, dude, we don't smoke the same. Packing it in in Riverside. And uh, hey, man, sorry I was late, dude. Uh, we'll, we'll get. Uh, I got a yeah, whole you, thing about yeah. ways. Yeah, this uh, fool does a, a Mexican show and decides he can show up late. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm running on black time to a cholo show. That's how I'm rolling. Uh, Armenian time, whatever. But yeah, I have a, a thing about ways too. Whenever you want to get into it, yeah, I'm we'll ready. get we'll get into it. I don't know if it's this show that we're gonna do, but we're gonna get into it. I, I think, anyways. So I hope you guys uh, are enjoying the show. I appreciate. You know, the last show was interesting. And there wasn't like a lot. I I thought okay, we might get uh, you know kicked in for it, and it was like pretty well received. I was like, some guy said I never thought I would be interested in a basketball conspiracy, and I was low into it. So, so thank you guys for being so understanding and loving. Uh, guys, if you everything for this show is, is available at samtriplee.com. I have some huge shows coming up. I'd love to see you guys live. Uh, April 22nd, I'm, I'm in Virginia at Fredericksburg's. Then I'm in uh, Baltimore, Maryland the following day. Then the next week, things start kicking off. Rock and roll. April 28th, I'm in Palmdale. Then I'm, we're in Chicago on the 29th. Then we're at Float Fest. And then the big announcement, Woo! again, is uh, Comedy Chaos will be live back at the Comedy Store. That's May 4th, Russell Peters, Christina Pajinski, Eddie Bravo, and we're adding people as we speak. George, George um, Perez will be there as well. And then Laguna Gal. Go see me live, dude. See me live. Grab your tickets, Baltimore and Virginia. Let's go. I come one time. If there's no ticket sold, we don't have to do it. But I will come. Always know that. Don't think I'm not coming. He always comes. I, I'm coming. I'm coming, dude. I'm coming, dude. Uh, new Broken Sim just dropped. Uh, if you want to listen to Broken Sim, it is uh, one of my favorite podcasts to do. It is basically the, I call it the Grand Theft Auto of <laughs> podcasts. We just basically talk about all the chaos that's in our life uh, for the last week. It is Sports Center, the Apocalypse. It's the Taxi Driver of Los Angeles. It's a Grand Theft Auto of of podcasting and people like it. it's just too i do you don't think someone could talk about their life for two years for two hours just their last week <laughs> and we talk about it for two hours sometimes, then, sometimes longer and then i'm like john i go one more story john i go one more story now it's three hours how about uh lose your voice during that yeah that's we go so hard to pay <laughs> we lose our voice you can see uh you can see the latest a video drop on youtube at sa- youtube.com slash sam triple or go to sam triple we're uploading videos all the time. So at some point, Johnny will send Broken Sim there too as well. So uh, you can get everything, your tickets, your T-shirts. We have a brand new T-shirt up. Can you go to the T-shirt one? Yeah, I think it's the Zen Ape. Is, there it is. Ooh, Zen there it Ape, is. bro. Get some of the Zen Ape, dog. 
That's dude. Zen Ape, dude. You're a bored ape. Yeah. I'm a, no, I'm a Zen Ape, Zen dude. Ape. Namaste, brother. Just go to uh, tinfoilhattishers.com or samtriplee.com. We have tons of free show. We have uh, premium content here. If uh, two to three shows a week of free stuff isn't enough for you, go to rockfin.com and you'll find all of our shows there. Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Callen, Tinfoil Hat Premium, Broken Sim, First Look, Zero, my spiritual podcast. We don't smoke the same. All there. All the savages from YouTube are on rockfin.com. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. And finally, if you take a look at what's on the screen right now, for those listening at home, I have... I would like to know anybody that has more than seven podcasts. Do you think there's anyone out there with seven po- more than seven podcasts? I have seven podcasts, including the one you're that's listening one a, to. That's one a day. That's basically one a day. Yeah. Uh, Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim, Cash Days. That's my not financials. even counting goats, which we sometimes do. Never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's still another drug. podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then I have the Union on Day One. And then I have some uh, shows from The Vault. It's co- and these are my premium content where I'm releasing old episodes so you can see how awesome it is. Conspiracy Social Club and zero if you want to join the community you can also go to telegram we have a couple telegrams on there i have a tinfoil hat telegram just go to samtriplee.com click the link and there's also zero telegram Ooh. that is small but mighty it's and coming. picking up and everyone loves it is there anything else guys no that's Man. it we rocking that's rocking and rolling you know gotta get the business out of the way that's how we do it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this episode with my good friend and soon to be yours, John Paul Rice. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. Okay, listen, I take Athletic Greens because I love the energy, the vitamin, and the boom I get every morning. Okay, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and epigens to help you start your day right, okay? The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, okay? It is all things, okay? It's lifestyle friendly, all right? Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's got it, okay? Tons of people are taking some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body can actually absorb, okay? it's re- Just check out Athletic Greens. got over 7,000 five-star reviews, okay? Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop on a cup of water a day. That's it. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health anymore. Okay, it's real simple. Make it easy. Athletic Green is going to give you one free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and take ownership of your health and pick and pick up a daily nutritional insurance. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the Okay, let's get into it. I'm very excited to have this next gentleman on. Uh, him and I talk all the time, text all the time, and uh, he's been a good friend for a while. He's been on the, he's been a regular on this show pretty much, and I'm excited to have him back to get into it. Please welcome my good friend, and I know 
soon to be yours, John Paul Rice. John, how are you? Hey, Sam. Real pleasure to be on with you. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been a while. John, it's been a while. For those who may not be familiar with your last couple um, appearances, can you tell uh, our listeners, again, a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm an independent film producer. Came from up through Hollywood of almost 20 years. I uh, did seven independent films in 12 years at micro-budget, uh, under under half a million dollars. Uh, all of these movies that dealt with themes that actually were way ahead of their time and are coming totally relevant to now. Uh, the biggest one that people would probably know me about in this time or in the last three or four years is a child's voice because of the viral video that uh, Instagram and Facebook and went all over the place in YouTube. And I think a hundred million people worldwide saw that within a year. Um, that's awesome, and, John. I mean, that's pretty damn awesome to say that yeah. that many people saw your video. And those aren't TikTok was, numbers either. Yeah. It was translated. It was translated that I was able to track six different languages, um, Latin America, uh, I forgot what else. And then there were other people that offered subtitles and I mean, it was just, it, it still plays to this day and it, it, it's, you can't find it on, um, YouTube or Facebook. They've blocked it completely. You can still find it on my Instagram. You can find it on BitChute. Uh, you can find it in a couple of places. Telegram passes around quite a bit. So it is kind of crazy, man. It's kind of crazy yeah. how like, you know, this straight up 1984 censorship is going on. I mean, like somebody brought up all, oh, so Tom Hanks, right? Our, 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 our old punching bag, Tom Hanks, has decided to show up again. And he, do you see this? He pitched Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. And, and, you know, Wilson has that famous face that's on the ball. And there was all this talk about where that, what that face is from. And then, you know, it was brought up yet again about, by uh, Ellen wearing a, yep. uh, a sweatshirt with that face on it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and people are like, well, that's from the, you know, that uh, frazzle drip video and what that represents and all that stuff. And so people are like, dude, where's the link to, the, the, to that? I'm like, you can't find it. It's gone. And it gets into this dead internet thing where like, they're talking about how many links are just dead. You, they don't take mm -hmm. you anywhere anymore. They've, they're slowly trying to shut it down. So the fact that it's impossible to find John's video on multiple different place, uh, multiple platforms. Yeah. Like I remember growing up and remembering websites like samtriply.com. Yeah. Tinfoil had like actual websites. Now it's just YouTube. Yeah. Instagram and we all go there, and that's how they hide shit. When they make you go there, you can't go to other places. You know, you're totally right, Xavier. And uh, they centralize the internet, and it's you know. So just so you know, John, now let you jump back in. It's like I've you know this is day. What's today? Seventeen is day seventeen. Is April seventeenth? Eighteenth. Today's day eighteen. No <laughs> pornography. Okay, but also thank you. Good job. Good job. Good but job. I'm off of Reddit too. I'm I'm done with Reddit. I'm done. I, like, I used to go to Reddit that all... That probably does more for your mental health, honestly. The time. I used to love it. Right around the 2015, Reddit was fire, bro. You're just like, link, link, mm -hmm. link, 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 link. Now it's nothing. It's just mm. nothing. There's n You get nothing out of it. Everyone's on there with fake names. And I'm just like, okay, dude, I, it was great. And so 
when people are like, dude, you know, it's like, get off Twitter, get off this, get off that. People are like, oh, no. It's like, you can do it, dude. It just takes yeah. you just going, for the next 24 hours, I'm not going to do this. Next 24 hours, I'm not going to do this. Next 24 hours, I'm not going to do that. And it's amazing. Because all we're asking you guys to do is go back to like the 80s when people, there was, or 90s, early 2000s, when there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was none of that stuff. And guess what people did? Function pretty well. <laughs> they had wonderful lives. Right, John? Am I crazy here? No, I mean, people in this time are going back to what they know. And that also means things that are painful and things that are hard and difficult to do because everything that once was is no more, yet we want it to be the same as it once was before now. And and that is probably the number one reason why, I mean, there's an underlying, that's just the functional structure part of it, one dimension of it. But really what it underlies is the fact that the separation that we have going on, this new polarity, this new paradigm coming in is pulling at people at such a level that they don't want to live here anymore. And so, um, you know, I look at this and look at the censorship and look at the addiction of information and it's become the weaponization of information really because if you if you want to scale it just go to 1992 and look at la riots rodney king verdict and it was all the helicopters around that intersection that put it all on the television stations all over the country and then la exploded and now what we do with every single yeah. news cycle is that we have 96% of us who have a cell phone and we basically take bad information and we amplify it every single day to the point where nobody listens to each other. Nobody asks each other's questions. It's like this, like you can say something and on a hair trigger, somebody will jump right in and accuse you of something that's not even true. And the thing is, is like, what happened to, hey, what did you mean by that? Is that what you really meant? Nobody's asking <laughs> yeah, that anymore. That's such a good point. The, the, like, think about that nuance in conversation. I mean, it's just gone, obliterated on the internet. Yeah, you can't just have conversations anymore. Yeah, conversation itself. And, yeah. and now, and now, if you don't even want to have the conversation because you know where it's going, that's a microaggression. I got yeah. yelled at the other day by somebody because, and they got so angry because I didn't want to discuss Nazis in the Ukraine with them. And they were trying to convince me that these Nazis aren't your grandpa's Nazis. These are different good, Nazis. Good ones. And I'm like, Nazis are Nazis. They're like, no, you don't understand. I go, I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> we've been having this conversation since 2015. You've been on the wrong side of every single argument. Everything I talked about, with the exception of a couple little details, I pretty much got right. And you've gotten everything wrong, and yet you have no, there's no scoreboard of, of what you think is right. You know, what you think. It, it, and it's like, I'm over it. You're, you get your talking points from the news. You've, I've, I've had this person before 
fucking tell me information that I know she she got from a commercial. <laughs> as like as inside scoop shit. I go, you heard that in a commercial. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh we're in a world of multiple beliefs. Guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Blenders. That's right. Fresh from San Diego, California comes the only sunglass brand that I, I'm ever going to wear again. I'm talking about Blenders Eyewear, and you're going to be just as hooked as Xavier Guerrero is on how awesome these shades are, okay? Look at those shades. Look, look at, at this them. guy. Look at them. Look at Dude, you actually look pretty good right there, dude. Chase Fisher started Blenders by selling his beachy shades out of his out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor on Pacific Beach. His goal is to create adventures, mid-price eyewear options with the same cool factors as the other leading styles. Unlike the expensive big brands, shades that probably you'll lose anyways, okay? Or smash or do something like that. Or Xavier's ladies will just jack them from them, okay? Because they want a souvenir from meeting the guy who sits across from the guy, okay? <laughs> All right? You're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens, okay? Blender's team of in-house designs are constantly coming out with new styles from orange Polaroid wrapped around tortoise shell frames with blue purple lenses to classic gold arms and black lenses, okay? And it's not just sunglasses. Blender has prescription glasses, readers, blue lights, as well as snow collection with goggles and accessories, okay? God dang it. Thank you, Blender, for crushing it so hard. To score 50% off Blender's purchase, visit blenderseyewear.com and use a promo, promo code TIN for VIP. That's blenderseyewear.com. Code TINFO at VIP for 15% off Blenders. Thank you, Blenders, for rocking the free world. John, John, do you want to trigger this video for us here? Yeah, I think, yeah, Johnny, thank you. Go ahead and play that video of the Westworld. Um, I wanted to introduce this just for kind of like the tea chat a little bit. This is what you're about to watch and listen to is a fan-made video. Um, but when I heard it, I knew that I had to post it on both Instagram and share it on this show. This is a version of just basically listen to Anthony Hopkins' voice as though it is Lucifer speaking to you. Do you know where you are? You're in my dream. It's not a business venture, not a theme park, but an entire world. Everything in this world is magic, except to the magician. I built all of this. Designed every part of this place every inch of it, every blade of grass, create life itself out of chaos, using only one tool, a mistake. I have every right to wander through its rooms and chambers and halls and to change it if I choose, even to burn it down. I'm not the sentimental type. You can't play God without being acquainted with a devil. The divine gift does not come from a higher power, but from our own minds. Do you know what that means? It 
means that we are done. That this is as good as we are gonna get. Have a celebration to plan. Have a new story to tell. Something deeper, something hidden perhaps. A metaphor. I call it Journey into Night. begins with the birth of a new people and the choices they will have to make. They discover something they imagined no one had ever noticed before. Something they fall in love with. That elusive thing. their existence is purer than ours, freed of the burden of self-doubt, free here under my control. I'm sad to say this will be my final story. So I hope you will enjoy this last piece. friend once told me something that gave me great comfort, something he'd read. He said that Mozart, Beethoven and Chopin never died. They simply became music. His name was Arnold. I love that man. When John sent me that, man, that, that really evoked a lot of emotion in me. And, uh, you know, it gets into my theory of the uh, haunted house and stuff like that. But, John, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, Sam, I, I listened to it, and it, it moved me to tears in a lot of ways because um, it was an acceptance of certain things that were true but that had been inverted from all of us that we had been denied the very thing that we should have been when we first came into this world, born a child of God. And, you know, I don't assume I know anything other than what I've lived and what I've reflected upon and what I've seen in my own life. And, you know, you, you go through life and you ask yourself questions like, what does all of this fucking mean? Right? Why? This is nobody's plan A. Nobody signed up for this shit show in terms of what we wanted. And what does it all mean that we're here now when we got something we didn't want, didn't deserve? And you really have to, in some ways, believe that you're nothing, which is precisely what darkness, evil, the unconscious wants you to do, that you're an unworthy child of the creator. And in that, you are bound to be in a prison of your sins. This is not about religion. This is not about um, belief, actually. There is uh, an absolute truth of love 
that extends to all beings and everything that is born. I mean, really, when you get right down to it, you have to believe that those two little girls, Sam, that when they were born and you made contact with them for the very first time with your eyes, there was no way in hell that there was wickedness and drives in them that could come forward with such hell on earth. There is no way. There are people who believe that about their children, and that's part of the bigger problem here. But what I'm saying is is that we're in a prison of their sins because we haven't gotten rid of the mistakes in us for which they put us on a path back, and they're going to give it to us to find our way back home. But the thing that they can't understand, which is the divine, which is in the quantum field, what we would call the quantum field or the Holy Spirit, is is higher than the mind. And so what it means is that there is a divine being of an intelligence that is coming through all of its children at all time who are creators. They are not meant to be slaves. They are not meant to live under the control of people who use children in all ways to destroy life on this planet. We are in a death ritual with COVID-19. Two years ago, 7 billion people were given the fear of death overnight of something that they could not see. And what that did with all the lockdowns, the shutdowns, all life ceased to exist as it once did before, all illusions of the future gone in a matter of days and weeks. And what that leaves us with is all of those people who had on the whole This is me included. This is not declarative one side of the fence or the other on any level. What that did is that all of the uncertainties of the past came forward in us. And they erupted. And all that you're seeing spread out in the streets of America and around the world is everything that took place in a living room or a bedroom or a closet, potentially with a belt and a hand and a loud voice, and a fist. They are playing out all of their childhoods out there in a logical conclusion of burning it down to the ground. Yep. They, they, that's what they want. Now, yep. that's gloomy, and that's freaking bleak, but we are not those things. We have never been them. And it's so deep and so complex What this place is and what we're here to do and why we're here to do it is the journey of our time, our existence. The reflection of what it means to exist is before you right now. The beginning of that journey is right here. What does it mean to exist in a world gone mad? John, this is a really great uh, discussion. I think it's very important because... You know, as I listen to that video, I just think of like the reality that is being set for us, right? Like there's so many people who li- the reality is through the screens of their computers, their phones and yes. their televisions. And that is the world in which 
the, you know, a- Anthony Hopkins character creates. That's what he's talking about right there. They are creating a world in which you live in. And, you know, and like there were a lot. So, so the CDC now just, a judge just struck down the CDC and their in-flight stuff and uh, about having to wear masks on the flight. And it's just like, you know, a lot of us push back forever, but also some of us were like, I got to wear a mask on this flight or else I'm never going to be able to fly again. So we were forced to deal with this craziness. Oh, yeah. You would get a permanent ban. A perma- if you fucked around a and you didn't wear it. Yeah. for something that will, at one point, we will all agree was ridiculous and you're still it's like you don't see anyone going retroactively back and giving you credit for any of the things you got censored for on youtube These it wasn't are- even you know how you know it's 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 what you're saying uh, it's kind of you know i mean it's them imposing themselves on us intentionally with intentionality is because it's not even it doesn't even make sense according to their science their scientists were all saying that the air filtering on the airplane is more than sufficient to, to handle, you know, Scott the virus. Toomey, who deals in like engineering, my good friend from my hometown that's out here, we spend mm-hmm. holidays together all the time. And he was like, airplanes have the greatest air filters in the world. They are meant to, like, someone could go on there sick and th- that system cleans it right up. But what happened was, is that we, the, the powers that be, what happened was they gave the powerless power. And I've watched this forever, right? I've watched what happens when somebody fuck when somebody gets someone who's been treated very poorly for a very long time suddenly gets power. What happens? They think treating people poorly is what you do when you do have power, right? So yeah. it's you know, so they go and they scorch the earth because that is how they were treated. Or that was their perception of how they they've been trying. waiting for that moment. There's one day where I'm gonna be able to tell them to shut yeah, up, and, and they're not gonna tell me how I yeah. thought I got treated, even though they didn't realize that they were getting treated poorly by broken people. So can I? That's a, an excellent point, Sam, and I something that I thought of um, recently, which is would take an entire show to explain the depth of it, but it would be no different than the Bidens and their children. In other words, the world that they grew up in and knew, they still love their mother and father because that's the only mother and father they know. Yeah, that's super and, interesting. And if you also get into well, some I mean, stuff with the Kabbalion haunt, sorry to cut you off, John, but it's also no, it's that, fine. like, within the, if you study the Hermetic principles, they'll tell you that there's duality in everybody. There's good and there's evil. And some people get more of the good from others or give more of the good to certain people than they do the bad people. I mean, like, you know, I don't care. There's I've learned this a lot, man. It's like, you know, it's just like how everybody is perceived is perceived differently by everybody, right? I mean, it's just the well, way it is. Well, I used to take sociology classes and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? She's like, you can become a social worker. And I, I asked what that was. She's like, oh, you would help kids that are like unfortunate. Their parent beat, beats them. And then I was like, why would I want to do that? She told me, she's like, if you can't handle that, because they think you're taking them away from their hero, their loved ones. They think you're a bad person when you're literally doing them a favor by taking them away from drugs. Yeah. 
doing that and like you said different perspective from everybody because the kid doesn't understand it's just mom and dad that's reality to them that's mom and dad and to you as a social worker you're like hey i need to take you here put you into foster care and they think you're the piece of shit that's yeah. ruining their There's life. So when, much bad though in the whole foster care. Oh yeah, system. it doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, so but. you take him from the from the pan to the fire, right? Yeah, John. Yeah, no, I, I mean this is everything that we have discussed is the same theme, uh, and it's important to see these. I guess what I mean is is it's not concepts come and go. Uh, and they evolve over time, but there's so much rooted in trauma of this time that um, it's like this authoritarian energy came into existence because of a four year sustained bullshit, fake news campaign of the false tyranny scared the Holy shit out of tens of millions of people just here in the United States. And so now they could get their revenge against the Nazis, the fascists, the white supremacists, because they had been given a boogeyman. And that belief in that made that real because he was an existential threat to survival. And so then it was the virus that became the existential threat. And then it became the people who didn't believe what I believe that were the existential threat. And sooner or later, everything outside of the world, what this is, this is what it is, folks. It's narcissist energy that is the self-defense of the child protecting its own image, its own self, false self-image in order for mommy and daddy to love it. And that's why it'll go to authority, its pseudo mother and father and say, tell me, Kamala Harris, who is a liar and who is a truth teller? Tell me, Fox News, who side should I take on this issue? Tell me, Rachel Maddow, what, I, what are the evils that these people are trying to do to me? And where should I cower? Or Do you see what I'm saying? This is what has happened. We have voted and delegated our authority away by decades. And so people's minds are plugged in. They don't even remember they don't even remember Sam. Sam, tell me what's going on in Yemen right now. Tell me what's going on in Syria. Tell me what's going on in Gaza and Israel and Palestine right now. I need to know because the news told me I needed to know two months yep. ago. Yep, John, you're totally I should right. know right now. I need to know now. It is right? all sorcery, dude. It's all sorcery. 100% mind control. World War III is mind control. Yeah, Why? dude. Because they need to shift your behavior without you noticing using neuro-linguistic programming, death and sex magic tricks. That's all it is. I, John, And what they're 100%. doing... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 100%, John. It's all... I mean, think about... I mean, this is... Everything is on your screen, man. Everything is on your screen. There are people who can't leave their house because of the screen, because of the tell of vision, because of the programming on the tell of vision. Okay? They're going at it as hard as possible to get all of this baked in because what it does for people who accept authority, even in a time where institutions and individuals, we are losing faith in all of that, 
the authoritarian energy still craves safety even when all that's gone. And so what will happen, odds are, are the prime candidates for the transhumanist agenda because technology will become the equalizer. And technology is the perfect weapon of a psychopath and a narcissist because it has no emotion attached to it. What it does is it serves you possibilities, right? That's really what it's all supposed to do is serve up information for you to make creative decisions on. But really, ultimately, what it will do for people who have literal interpretations, this is where authoritarianism, pedophilia, all of this stuff on an extreme reside is in the left hemisphere of the, of the brain where everything is literal fact. Words are absolute value. There is no difference of an opinion. It is tyrannical. It's basically like this. You have the right hemisphere of the brain, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Master. You have the left side of the brain, which is Anakin Skywalker, Padawan Learner. And on his journey to become Darth Vader, he thought himself better than his master and became tyrannical, and he cut off his own inner child. So what this is is a metaphor of that death that is occurring among a certain collective of human beings that we, and let me just say this, this is why I say what I say, not because it's bleak and it's horrible and it's terrible and we got to feel shitty about it. It's like, no, we're the generation that turns us around for one reason and one reason only. Evil only has one play. That's to further enslave changing the illusions around us to make us think that it all was different now. That's all it is. Great resets have come and go in history. They've reset us so many times. We forget where we were. We forget we're in a new time. 100%. Yeah. Left hand, right hand, all the Masons, that's their whole thing. So watch what happens over here, but don't look at what we're doing and putting all this stuff around you to enslave you. This is an extinction of humanity on a level that is greater than just us. Because if it was just about us, they'd just kill us all together. This has to do with something in beyond us that has more to do with souls and divinity and consciousness and the universe and the dark and the light. It gets, it gets crazy, doesn't it? But what you were saying, Sam, is that those forces are within us. The devil's greatest trick was to convince us that he didn't exist in you. Jordan Peterson talks about this, about the Gulag Archipelago, and you read that and he says, none of those people who became cannibals killing people for food, none of those people ever thought that they would be there. And they were moved to that position. The mystery we're here to solve is to take the blindness of our feelings, our emotions, the blindness of our emotions, the trauma-blocked emotions of the past, and bring back an association to the present moment of the eternal now. These people scare you, uncertainty future, terror all around you, and all you can do is retreat inward and get more rigid and get more fixated and get more entrenched in your positions. This is the new age cult. This is Satanism. This is everything that is anti-human, anti-God and anti-child. It is non-creative. 
Evil cannot create jack shit. It only can imitate it for you. That's why they have to go to the electronic hallucination because the magic of psychic conscious content is over. They've exploded it. They've destroyed the social cohesion of humanity and they're going to pit us into different realities to see if we'll all be able to come back together. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about our friends at First Leaf. Okay, when you're on the hunt for new wine, you have two options. You can just wander around the local grocery store or Walmart picking up picking up bottles at random, or you can get personal wine you'll love delivered right to your door and for a fraction of the cost. If you, if you love the excitement of discovering new wines but hate the risk of disappointment, First Leaf Wine Club is a no-brainer. First Leaf is a wine club that curates and ships wines that are personalized to your taste, allowing you to discover wines from five continents and 12 countries. When you rate the wine you receive, First Leaf learns more about your palate. So not only are you going to be introduced to a ton of new wine, each First Leaf box gets better. That's unbelievable. Yeah, my girlfriend loves this, dude. It's because when you give them feedback, you get more wine that you like. It's awesome. But here's a fun little not-so-secret about First Leaf. They work directly with winemakers, which means you get an incredible 60% off retail. 60%? That's a lot. Amazing. That's more than half a bottle of wine. First Leaf is so confident that you'll love the wine that they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you receive a bottle that isn't exactly what you were hoping for, First Leaf will credit your account. 100%, bro, and that's right. So if you're loving, if you love finding and tasting new wines, First Leaf is a no-brainer. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95. Wow, and a free shipping. $29.95 for six bottles of wine. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash tinfoil. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash tinfoil. Love it. So we just had the CDC again. You know, the, the this judge strikes down the mass while Philadelphia is bringing back mass. Why Philadelphia? And I'm telling you, bro, it's about this data mining. They data mined and they realized that as badass as everybody thinks Philadelphia is, Philadelphia bent over backwards or bent over and took it. And that's the best place to try to implement this new movement into putting masks back on. So look at the game. So what, you think Philly was the test run? Like, hey, if they can handle it again, we'll try yeah, New we'll York, try we'll tell well. New Jersey. Yeah. If Philly turn the dials back. Yeah, okay, let's okay. So they're mining data. So let's go, let's let's really look into this. These Obama phones, right? Obama gives out phones. What's he doing with this phone? He's mining their data and he's also learning how to manipulate them through their phones. Which is like I bet you if you did a core, if you you did some data oh. cross data examinations, right? You'd probably find where the fucking Obama, where there were more Obama phones, there was probably bigger riots, oh. right? Because they could mine and manipulate them and through their data. Anybody who voted for Obama would be more destined to wear a mask. Well, it's well, in a way like that. It would well, be, be more. So so then we start getting into like. What are what are people listening to? What are people are are people retweeting stories about the CDC? What is all that? Are they listening Who, to tinfoil? 
Who like went, they would know that. Yeah, who went really hard on like the shutdowns the first time. And I guarantee you, now we got all this fear porn coming out on Twitter. Look at the Chinese. They're doing, they're, look at what they're doing to their people, which is how they instituted the fear porn the first time, which was all these Chinese people falling down, which we thought was because of COVID. I think it's because they were testing out fucking vaccines on those people and those are the people who were having fun you know in large hearts blood clotting and all that stuff so now they take those videos they bring to us and they pound us with these videos look what's happening hold on dude look what's happening in fucking china look what's happening in china look what's happening in china oh we got locked down we got locked down we got locked down we got locked down dude we got locked down that's how you get going so now they got this whole thing going on and look what fucking china's doing dude they're having these outbreaks they gotta shut down they gotta shut down all of a sudden out of nowhere Philly's like, yeah. yeah, we're going back to mass, everybody. But you could, uh, uh, Charlie Robinson's got denied into a restaurant because he didn't have his vaccine passport in April of 2022 with all the data out. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. mental manipulation. This is sorcery. Your computer is your computer, as great as the internet is, coming from a group of people who've made, uh, uh, been able to support their family based on, based on you know the internet. I'm telling you, this thing is it is it did what television did, which was put all these different things in your fucking living room. Now, yes. now this is putting images and bam bam now it's on your phone you're right you don't even have to be home anymore yeah. wherever you are you're looking right and you're digesting sorcery dude now yeah. what do you want to say i was just saying do you remember the video of the chinese lady spinning in the elevator contaminating yeah. everything you really think the chinese will let that out unless they wanted that out 100 percent, dude scare these people scare yeah. them yeah, yeah. she was no. literally like contaminating no. the whole no. fucking elevator and somebody's just happens to film it it's like the shooting in the New York. They're, everyone's running off the fucking, this well-choreographed run off the subway. Why One guy just sits there and films okay. it. Everyone else is running for their life. Fucking guns are shot. One dude with an iPhone's just brave enough to shoot it. Perfectly. Perfectly shot. Right? Yeah. And then, oh, my God. The dumbest of dum-dums. Is the guy who does it who just happens to leave his credit card in the fucking smoke bomb bag. Ah, so lucky. We're so lucky. I'm surprised they made it a black dude this time. Well, because that's how it fucks with everybody, right? You know? That's how it fucks with that's enough. Now we're dividing into the dividing. That's how it goes. Just living in crazy times, dog. It's all, it's all it's just, haunted house, dude. It's all haunted house. When, when all the, this is the thing, like when all of this is said and done, um, okay, let's let's say there's an end to this, right? Because there, it, it'll change. The story will change because we're we're creating. What we don't realize right now is we're we're being given new issues for future uh, fights, like. And we'll get into this in a second, but it it's like this. It's like we're we're chasing these stories, and we when all is said and done, we're going to end up 
out here somewhere years down the road. We've been through this what for five, six years now at this accelerated rate. I mean, go back to WikiLeaks in 2015. 2015, 2015 is where it kicks off. Where it kicks off. Right. And so so here's the thing. Like whatever this is, because I happen to think it's not uh I don't happen to believe this is by accident or that this is just sort of happening to us. I think for the people that want to see it and know what it is, um, you're basically getting your first glimpse at like, okay, so you know we're taking this down and the matrix is glitching, yes, but we're willing to bet that we can reset this whole thing and get more of you back in than you think today. And the way that they will do that, Sam, is not by one event, but by several events for which, by like I said, by the time you get to the end of this and are there, you're not going to remember how you got there. And no one is going to have the whole story to be able to tell everybody, let alone the Internet be available to tell that story to everyone how we got here. Yep. Yep. Dead Internet, dude. Plutonk, they will, they will eventually they will eventually pare this thing down to their liking because they're never gonna let another time like this happen ever again. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I you know what, dude? I just feel like I think more and more people are starting to realize that, you know, I mean, I got friends of mine, they just sit on TikTok all day. Uh, but I think people get to a point where they're just like Okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. And I think more and more. And listen, man, the whole thing is this. We can't save everybody. I just, even family members that you love, you can't save anybody who doesn't want to save themselves. And if they want to sit there and they want to digest the fear porn and not live their, you know, my mother, who I love with all my heart, I love her so much. She's starting to come to this realization that like, like life is passing her by, right? She's like, I, I've been watching. She used to watch the the left news, and she realized that okay. So now she thinks the balance is to watch the right news. And then I'm like, Mom, it's about not watching any of the news. And now she's starting to realize that a couple years have passed, and nothing's changed. They, they you did everything they wanted you to do, and they still kept pounding you, and they still kept pounding you, and it's just like. The key isn't to fucking go along. The key is completely pull out of the system. Yes. And, and the it, only way. Go ahead. But no, it just goes back to like, dude, I was like, again, I was just, I was addicted to Reddit. I would tap Reddit. I would tap it. I would just keep pulling down to like refresh and I will get nothing. I will get so upset. I'm like, how is there not more? Because I tapped it. And now I'm not on it. And there was so much toxicity on that thing now. Yeah. I'm off it, dude. I'm off it. I have no problems with pornography. People do porn. But it's just low. It's energy I don't want in my life anymore. I have tons of porn friends who do porn. Talk to them all the You know, if I see them on the street, talk to them all the time. But it's just not the energy I want anymore in my life. And it's just like I have to find new ways to fill in. Listen, guys. If you turn off TV, you turn off social media, still listen to Tim Fall Hat, but everything else, turn it off. I'm telling you, you'll find all this energy to do other things like learn a hobby, learn Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, you know, starting a podcast, yeah. starting a YouTube channel, doing all this stuff 
that people used to do all the time. Build a part of your house, paint your house, you know, t- learn learn something to do with a your craft. Kids. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's all create, out there. Create. Create. Create the world you want, man. Around, create it here. Think l- l- globally, act locally. That's where it's all at. Everything else is, bo- I mean, like, dude, if there's anything about this Ukraine thing, it's just like, it, dude, the guy is an actor. The leader is an actor <laughs> acting. Now, Johnny doesn't think he's a bad guy, but you call him an actor. No, 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 no. I, I think he's just an actor. I, yeah, I mean, I right. think he's acting like he, he, that makes him a bad guy that he'll do whatever they tell him to do. But I just think he's, he's a puppet. He's a puppet, dude. And when they get yeah. done with him, they'll take him out like they do with all these puppets. It, 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 listen to me, man. Putin is a puppet. Putin's job is to hold down the Russian people. Just like Joe Biden's job is to hold down the Russian people. That's their jobs. <laughs> That's their jobs. And guess what? Dude, Joe Biden is a broken sorcerer. He's broken. That that fucking State of the Union, he fucked up. So bad. He, he When he messed up Iranian and Ukrainian, that woke everybody up to the spell. And guess what? He couldn't kick off World War III because we've all seen the game plan. We know what they're doing, and we know that it never ends. This notion, we're just going to – they keep that. Yeah, we're just going to go get in, get out real quick. They'll bend over. Like, dude, what? That's what Iraq was supposed to be, in and out. Right? That's the whole thing. Like, uh, And, John, again, Johnny and I have had conversations. Johnny thinks that maybe uh, Russia isn't as powerful as, as they want us to believe. Yeah, I do. I do. Think and that's that. fine, but that's exactly what they told us about Iraq—that they were just gonna. But they were our thank. Well, us. their military, though, the Iraqi military was a joke, and they tried. Remember the elite. This is a Bill Hicks joke. The elite Republican Guard. Remember in the in Desert Storm, and they just rolled through their asses. Right, Schwartz right, got, rolled right. rolled them over with French tanks. Right, you know, like day, in one day. Right, right. But it's the it, military. I'm but if you about. want people to think it's gonna be a real quick in and out, yeah, tell that, the fucking people that the Russians are idiots and they're they're. Well, just, that's different though. You're talking about trying to pacify a people, like to actually occupy a country, right? And, and that's impossible. And if they tell you it's going to be easy and you're going to be welcome as liberators. But I just think they're just trying to do sorcery on us to make us think this is going to be in and out, and we know that's not the case. They overplayed their hand. And I'm just telling you, man, it's local, bro. It's all fucking local, dude. And that's what it's all about. And if you do it on a local level, you... Can I say something that that is is lent to your point, though? I've heard this a few times that... And it's confused military analysts, like the genuine ones, I think. A lot of the top flight military technology that Russia has supposedly has has not been rolled out in this fight and and they're confused they're like where are you know where are the really like high level you know modern tanks and and you know surface to air uh, missiles and all that shit that Russia supposedly has and they're not seeing any of it there they're like why are they withhold you know not uh, deploying it here so it could be i mean it could be yeah a ruse or something wouldn't uh, you totally. wouldn't you hold off on it and not show what you got well, you yeah, don't need you, it. I mean, you, yeah, but it, they certainly seem to need it if we're to believe what's going on. But you know, are we to believe us. it? That's what my yeah. whole thing. It's like yeah. the lying liars have been lying to us the whole time. Yeah, this is not. This is where I got into what I was telling you the other day about how I'm just exhausted of trying to figure. You know, like, but uh-huh. that. Listen, on this show we have discussions. 
No, but you no, but I'm saying like I just I I the other night I was just trying to think this through and my just my ears start smoke start coming out of my ears. I'm just like oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You got to decide. You just you just got to get to that point where you go. You know what? My time is worth so much more. Mm-hmm. And 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 the reason being is that it's a never ending tale that is never meant to be solved. Yeah, it is only it is only. It's let's put it this way. Whatever actually happens versus what is actually reported, you will never know what actually happened. You will only know and debate upon the falsehood of what they gave you. And your only position is to try to go find the truth, which hasn't been reported, which then means you have to then go and investigate all of that. And by the time 11 billion news cycles have gone down, you've published your book to tell everybody what happened five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was right. I was right. <laughs> Pay me twenty four ninety nine to know that I was right. Yep. Yep. And it's just like goldfish shit. But going back to your original discussion about the trauma done to children. I mean, like, yeah. look what I mean, like, literally, we had a purge, a real life purge where rich kids were allowed to go. And in the name of poor kids, burn down middle class businesses yeah. And what mm-hmm. happened? They go to jail mm-hmm. and these DAs just really, it was literally the purge. Mm-hmm. And then when they were actually that, out, They were setting up that ritual for the future. That's the key to understand. It's normalizing this in stages that we don't see over time. So BLM in, let's just say Ferguson, 2016 and 2020, Today's BLM is not the same BLM as any of those other BLMs today. Oh, oh! anybody else does like George Floyd? It's going to be double what they did this time. Like You thought riots were crazy on George Floyd. Now imagine when they kill an innocent lady that didn't stab, hold a knife to someone's fucking pregnant stomach. Right. Yeah. It'd be a bigger right. deal. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the... So, Johnny, like what you're saying about how you can't take it, you know, you're just... It's just... Let's just say that is indicative of something going all through the consciousness out there right now. And it is going to have both positive and negative responses to not being able to take it anymore. And that's what I'm trying to say is BLM was, we won't take it anymore. And so they were given with the help of Antifa, an imitation of violence that they coalesced around and that began that ritual all through the summer of 2020 and has continued throughout. And it's psychic mind. Like when Joe Biden, I'm just telling you this, this is not because he's a good guy or right. When he says Antifa is an idea, he's half right. It's they have programmed it in their minds. And the reason why, and I I learned this about the people in Portland, Cause I said to a guy, I was doing a show like a year ago, we were talking about the kids up there in Antifa. And he said, John, he said, I've lived here for 20 years. Most of those kids were all homeless in the park Mm. as early as nine years old. That's their family. That's their gang. They are going up against big, bad mommy and daddy in the foster care system that molested and raped them. They are going to bring down all of this in their minds because they are justified and right to do so. 
even though you and I and everybody else will look at them as total hypocrites, they don't mean to deceive themselves, nor do we, when we do what we do that's stupid. So um, this mind control is through trauma. It's trauma-based mind control on a localized and global level now. Uh, and the only thing that can defeat it, and this is the truth, Sam, and we, you know, can talk about creation and everything else. You have to anchor love here. Your mother and all that she understands only came to listen to you, Sam, because she trusted you. Even though you disagreed with her, she trusted you because you loved her. That's why she changed. She didn't change because you made some kind of argument and that was logical for her to feel something differently. She herself had to come to that feeling. And here's the point. If what we do is allow this shit to dominate our thoughts so that when we see a person with a mask, we make assumptions about that individual that are totally not provable or true based on our assumption, evil has won. Because what it means is I now hate that person because they're stupid in my mind. And that person sees me as potentially Oh my God, you could kill me because you're not wearing a mask. Do you see what's going on? Yes. This is all taking place in our minds where no one is talking to each other. 100%, dude. It's one, like, dude, like, everyone's like, I believe multiple dimensions. I believe everybody's their own dimension, right? I mean, they just, they're just, it's like I said, man, there's just people whose algorithms are lying to them. And then you get into algorithms and what that represents. Yeah. That's like dark arts. Algorithm is straight from the dark arts. It is it's personalized brainwashing. Right. It is. It is basically, look, everything that they did to their own children, which you've had plenty of experts on your show. We don't need to rehash what they do to fracture the mind and create disassociation and alters and all of that. Everything that they do to their children, they do to us. That's what I'm trying to say is like, this is the psychopath's uh, toolkit to sow its unconscious self in parts to other people through its narcissistic drive, which this is the crazy part that I learned. So a narcissist, we don't have to go to sociopath and psychopath. Okay. I'm just, just a narcissist in most every case, like I said, until you get to where you start doing acts of cruelty, in most every case, and, and maybe it's harder to even say that even in cruelty cases, they believe they're doing the right thing. That's why they're narcissists. That's why they're stuck there because they cannot, there is guilt and shame of a level in that person that you cannot comprehend. What created that child to go and retreat within itself to where the outside world was an entire fucking threat to its existence meant that the adults in its life were not safe or stable enough to trust, which did not create a solid foundation in that person. We have become normalized with all of this hypersexualized materialist and violent culture, which I am not condemning because it didn't come into existence aware that it was doing it, that very thing to itself. This is what I'm trying to say is that the trauma-based mind control comes from a place that has to be put there in the beginning as almost a reflex 
to fight for its life against the natural breath survival. of survival and the lungs. People get in survival mode. And in 100%, mode, the organism is fighting to live at all times. In It's like a, a, a beautiful rose that is there twisting in the dark because it, it knows nothing else other than it, it knows its existence outside of itself. It doesn't, the child has no self image of itself. It has no self importance. We teach it that we give it the self importance either becomes the foundation of love within the child for which it cannot be broken nor destroyed. In other words, it's like this. This is the hardest one that I had to learn, but I understood, and I'm going to tell you this, I was able to forgive my mother and father and love them for the child that they were both born as, and to see them that way was to realize that they never, ever wanted to commit themselves to doing such horrific acts to their kids when they themselves were children who were punished. It was like, it was like, I was able to see, like, I was just able to see myself and watch my own story in their life. I was all the loves, all the dreams, all the hopes, all the, all the joys, all the tears, all the disappointments. We've lived those lives already ourselves. And yet we think we're different from others. And yet all of us as children are born to love divinely. We're born, we are hardwired to these two big, huge faces that are gods in the sky. And we have a, a one channel when we're a child. It's called mom and dad, and it's on 24-7. When we open our eyes or when we close them, they're still there. But we don't, we don't think about it like that, that they're not there. This is the thing about a child. And, you know, people talk about playing peekaboo and all. That's not what I'm trying to talk about. The child will blame itself. This is where it all goes with the narcissist. The child will blame itself for what the parent does to it because the parents finally, for the very first time, encountered with their own self in a defenseless and vulnerable form for the very first time they lay eyes on that newborn child. They are now confronted with caring for something that if they didn't have care in them, they can't give what they don't have. They can try, yeah, but love for those people may be pain. Yeah. Love for those people may have been in neglect. Love for those people may have been in humiliation. That's where the distortion is. We don't, the child does not decide what it is and is not. You serve the child everything that it is going to become, you are saying, son, daughter, this is good for you, without even saying it, with just being it. You're the totally whole right. purpose of this, the last thing I want to say is, the only way that you change this with love, this whole entire time, is you become the embodiment of the very thing that you love. There is nothing that can destroy you. If you, if you die for what you believe in, not as a martyr, but knowing what you are, your mother and father, I'm just going to say this. I met a lady really quickly. When she, when she saw that child in front of her for the first time, she says, I will die for this thing. And she didn't even know what the hell that came from. You have a parent that was willing to die for you because it could get away with anything that you will never remember. 
and it chooses to die for you, that is the ultimate love right there. That is unconditional love. That is self-sacrifice. That is, that is, that lives up to all of Christ's statements of there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend, love your enemies, be good to those who hurt you as I have loved you because we forget we have played that role before we are the ones who were unaware long ago versus the people today who are totally lost in that matrix. And they, if we care about humanity, this is my belief and this is just my thing. And I'm going to fight for this. If we say we love humanity, don't be like the people who go, but not certain people. Because if they knew where they were right now, the ones that you can pick out in a crowd, the beliefs that you, the videos that you see, if they knew what they were doing to themselves, they would want someone to love them unconditionally. And they're in a position in a state of hate because of the very fact that they love something else. They love an idea and an image and a self image that's been given to them because of a child abuse society that basically said, here's your label, son, here's your identity girl. They, them, now you can feel as though you are welcome here. If authority can do that so easily to any of us, to give us an identity for which we then surrender our entire feeling over to, if we don't learn anything from this time, please learn this. Every act of love that you give a child is like a deposit of gold in the bank for the future of right now. The future is right now. It's not three to five years from now. It's not tomorrow. It's right now. And please make this a safe world for all children. Go back to natural law. Go sign the Declaration of Peace on the United People Foundation. This is Ronald Bernard, who I've mentioned many times, and his videos are still out there. His video in 2018, which is 32 minutes long, he basically laid it all out and said the thing that took me three years to finally figure out in its fullness what it really means is that, no, you have to realize that you are a worthy son and daughter of the living creator and that you by divine birthright were born here, a child of God, not here to fight and kill because there's going to be plenty of that bullshit. It was to come here and anchor love wherever the darkest place you could find that gave you meaning and purpose to live in. Go to that place and give it light. Yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. I, there's a lot to break down on that. That I know that's what a you lot. Just talked about, <laughs> uh, and you know what we're talking about is the war on basically everything, and it starts very much with the family unit. And we have seen like what was done to the indigenous people, done to the black community, and now it's being done to you know, let's face it, middle and lower class whites. It's being yeah. done. That's what's being Everybody. done. Drugs, breaking up the family, the, the promotion. And listen, there's a lot of women out there that would love to have uh, the, the father, the children in their life, and the dad, for whatever reason, has decided not to. And I think that's gross. And, you know, even if you're not getting along with somebody, you got to work through it because you brought somebody in this world, whether you want it or not. Right. So you got to work yep. through it. And like when I have my, my, my children came, I made a real, real conscious decision that I was going to stop the cycle 
of uh, delusions, of paranoia, uh, you know, that, you know, everybody th- is out to give me all this stuff. I, I said, I'm not going to do that, man. I'm, I'm going to sit down and go, this is... This is how I see the world. It's all love. It's all that. There are people out there doing this, this, and this. But in reality, these are the things I learned that, you know, love, attraction, mild of abundance, love thy neighbor with discipline. And that's what I'm going to push on my children. You know, is it perfect? Mm. No. Is anything perfect? No. It, 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 you know, and I'm doing the best I can. The mother's doing the best and we're doing the best we can. And, you know, we, we brought our kids to an Easter day event and everybody was like, man, those are happy babies. Those are happy babies. That's what we got to do. When you see a bad person, just know that's a certain child who got just annihilated. And, and, and the prism in which they see the world is through that trauma. That's what's going on. Now, does that mean we have to forgive everything that these bad people do? No. Some people are broken, and then what they're doing is they're passing the trauma on to others. That cycle has to stop. So real quick, Mm -hmm. so when we see the Antifa, yeah, I mean, Antifa is maybe some of these homeless kids, but it's also a lot of these rich kids that, 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 and that's why I always say, man, karma is an instant, okay? Sometimes... It, it, it it's a generational thing. I mean, if you look at the Bushes, right? Think about all the danger and all the disgusting stuff that the Bushes have done over the years. And then look at the Bush name. It is now dog shit. Nobody wants to work with a Bush. And if you do something with a Bush, people are like, oh, that's fucking gross. You're working with fucking war criminals. Look at Dick Cheney. Look at how his daughter's perceived now. They're just seen as turncoat scumbags, yeah. right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. That's what happens. You make it impossible for your children to find. And that's why they have to keep changing their names. Then your name gets erased from history. Your name gets erased. Hitler has children in America. There's, there's people in America that are the lineage of Hitler. They'll never tell you that oh, because they, that name nope. is dead, right? That name is dead. There is, There are repercussions for your for your actions and it's not instantaneous so the thing is that like we have to understand that like our job is to teach our children to create a world that is better than the world we got into yes 100 percent. the only thing i would say is that um we put and and sam i'm not saying this about anybody like to declare anything because i could only admit my own faults and truths and everything else and it still doesn't matter in the end um we're not bad people for the reasons that when i started to pull out of this sam and i realized that about my mother and father is that they grew up in a time where there were two world wars in a depression and the 1950s for which all you know i hear conservatives jingling about all the time it's like oh bullshit um you had high rates of alcoholism sexual abuse going on um people with ptsd having children after the war uh which had never been classified back then so you had a lot of shit going on in the family behind closed doors with that nice veneer and that's why the 1960s was so explosive because it was given license by the CIA to let those things out to begin to split the families up. But the point being is that the powder keg had to be there as a precondition in order for it to work. Um, I 
I look at like it like this. You're more than enough. You are love, your beauty, your God, your God's creation. Like there's no, I guess what I'm saying is that there's the work that we want to give our children. We also have to do for ourselves, which is the tougher part of that equation because it requires us to face ourselves on a level that we probably never have before. And that doesn't mean that it's uniform and just, and, and certainly I want to be very cautious with this is that it should never be mass marketed because that's where cults begin. Um, so the inner work really is an individual path. It's your path to find your way to your creator and, and I don't try to legislate that for people, but the only thing I wish to say is maybe um, Johnny, if you have that clip of uh, Joseph Campbell and slaying the dragon, I think it might play into a little bit of what we're talking about. Um, if that's okay with yes. you, Sam. Sure. So what you're saying is if there are not dragons out there and there may not the, be- The, the real moment, dragon is in you. And what is that real dragon? That's your ego holding you in. What's my ego? What I want, what I believe, what I can do, what I think I love, and all that. What I regard as the aim of my life and so forth. It might be too small. It might be that which pins you down. And if it's simply that of doing what the environment tells you to do, it certainly is pinning you down. And so the environment is your dragon as it reflects within yourself. How do I slay? How do you? Slay that dragon in me. What's the journey I have to make, you have to make, each of us has to make? You talk about something called the soul's high adventure. My general formula for my students is follow your bliss. I mean, find where it is and don't be afraid to to follow it. Can my bliss be my life, love, or my life's work? Is it my work or my life? Well, if the work that you're doing is the work that you chose to do because you are enjoying it, that's it. But if you think, oh, gee, I couldn't do that, you know, that's your dragon that's locking you in. Oh, no, I couldn't be a writer. Oh, no, I couldn't do what so-and-so is doing. Unlike the classical heroes, we're not going on our journey to save the world, but to save ourselves. And in doing that, you save the world. I mean, you do. The influence of a vital person vitalizes. There's no doubt about it. The world is a wasteland. People have the notion of saving the world by shifting it around and changing the rules and so forth. And no, any world is a living world if it's alive. And the thing is to bring it to life. And the way to bring it to life is to find in your own case where your life is and be alive yourself, it seems to me. That's the power of the teacher, isn't it? To, to bring vitality to others, to make others see the vitality in them. Children. Well, it happens. That's one of the delights of teaching. I mean, when you're not teaching in order to have an easy job, but because you, you really have something to teach and you love young people and you want to give what you've got found to them. And to see them come alive is, is the reward of teaching. You say I have to take that journey and go down there and slay those dragons. Do I have to go alone? If you have someone who can help you, that's fine too. But uh, ultimately, the last trick has to be done by you. 
I don't even know why you got to slay the dragon. Why can't you ride the dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride the dragon, dog. But the, 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 the whole point of that thing is 100% correct. It's like there is no reality. There is only perception. And your perception is what you fucking is your reality. Like how you perceive the world. I mean, I'm just watching people in Hollywood it man i'm watching people that i used to know that were decent people losing their fucking minds losing over their what mind. over what over what what are they losing their minds over 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 the fact that either they went all in on one thing and got to got there and realized that wasn't what mattered at all or their perception that they're not getting the kind of attention they want from Hollywood, so now they're just going to scorch the earth. And the reality is, it's just like, that's your mistake. That's your mistake. You're, you're, you have expectations, and, that, and that's just ultimately what this guy says is your ego. Your ego and your, your dragon. And I'm just like, I, I, listen, man, I don't know, you know, when I, when I went to, in the year 2000, I went to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I followed a guy named Corey Holcomb, who at that time seemed like a 20-year vet. I bombed. I bombed after him. And at that moment in my life, I thought it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. What I, what I realized was that at that point, that, I was, I had, that is the moment I started my journey that I am on here today where I'm completely a Ronin. I have no boss. I have nobody can tell me what I can do on my show and what I can't do on my show. You know, we just have a podcast and that we just got an email that one of the sponsors has terminated and terminated wanting to sponsor this other show. You know what I say to them? Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Nobody gives a fuck. Okay. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm watching all this stuff going on right now. I'm watching peop comics all over the country talking about the comedy store. Oh, what's going on? There's a battle. There's a war. There's something going on. Blah, blah, blah. And I go, you know what's going on? Change. Change is going on. And a lot of people aren't happy about it. You know why? Because they don't see themselves in that world you know that what is it was? changing. They thought that if those people left... They'd they be would, the next ones up. Yeah. And since they're not the next ones up, it's hurting their ego and their soul yeah. really hard, yeah. really it's, yeah. it's breaking yeah. them. It's just Because that was their excuse. Their excuse of not being big was yeah. so-and-so's here. And if they weren't here, yeah. that'd be me. And when yeah. they're not here and it's not them, oh, heartbroken. You know what it is, dude? You know what it is? Good times. You know, hard times create great men. Great men create good times. Good times create weak men. Yeah. Weak men create hard times and that's what's going on you if we just look at the comedy store you know they have a bunch of woke fucking shit going on there and guess what there's a reason why go woke go broke now i know the person booking she's a wonderful person she's doing a great job but we'll see what happens but everybody's freaking out and i'm like this is the path this is the path and you're angry because you don't see yourself in that path guess what Maybe it's time to go down a different path. And that's just the way it is, man. And I just think people need to really understand that there's nothing that makes you and there's nothing that breaks you.
And when this guy says, find your passion, the, 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 that's the most true shit ever. Yes. We talk about it on the show all the time. The pharmaceutical industry is there to get you to numb yourself out, to continue down this path that makes you fucking miserable. Okay? You're just taking these drugs to make you, to numb you out. So you continue down this path that you can't fucking stand. Instead of going, why am I depressed? And the reason I'm depressed is because I'm not chasing my love. I get really fucking sad. Why? Why? Because you're doing something you don't love. There are some people, though, that are chemically fucked up, though. I really do think there's some I people that, they, that you could give them 100 strippers a house and they would still because be fucking depressed. Because that's not their fucking well, not journey. That, but whatever. Whatever you would give them, I'm you give them a dream job. I'm not saying that chemicals. Listen, all the time. I'm in recovery. That's a big debate all the time. You have some sponsors telling people they should get off all their psych meds. I don't tell anybody that. But what I do tell you is that sometimes people don't want to feel not saying every time yeah. i'm saying some people don't want to feel they want to go down this fucking path because they want to do this so they're going down their path and this path makes them feel anxiety feel sadness feel depression and instead of going maybe this isn't my path like i learned that early man i'm not an actor man i don't need to go down the path of acting it's not my thing <laughs> And guess what? I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to be in movies. I, I have a movie moving forward right now. I took myself out of that, my, my role. I'm going to give it to someone else. You know why? Because I hate coverage. You know what coverage is? <laughs> coverage is where they get to do 90 shots of the same thing. I'm not interested in that in any way. It's not my thing. Yeah, you're one take, one take Drake. Yeah, I mean, we first guy ever to be fired by himself. I <laughs> fired myself. Who knows this movie tomorrow? We could, ah, nobody wants to make the movie. But as of right now, it's just like find your fucking path. I get, I got a, a someone who hit me up on Cameo. They're like, I started my own business. I work my own. I'm getting really fucking like overwhelmed. Yeah, good, good. Fuck yeah. Good. Guess what happened when your grandpa came here, didn't speak the language. Your great grandpa came here, didn't speak the language, found a way. Guess what he got? Tired, angry, sad, emotionally broken. Overwhelmed. Guess what he kept doing? Overwhelmed. Kept fucking going. You know, he didn't have problems falling <laughs> yes. asleep at night. You know, you, you hear that now. People oh, are like, I can't fall asleep. Not tired. Why? Because you're on yeah. coffee. You're on. My dad up. was ex is, ex is still now exhausted every day when he goes. I mean, he just collapses in the bed, you know, and they if used he can't to, sleep, yeah. it's because his knees hurt. Yeah. Dad used to fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. My dad used to fall asleep on the couch watching TV. That's tired. But it's like, it's like, listen, man, there's a war on your soul right now. And, and if you let them in and you're worried about, like, 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 dude, I hate to tell you how many people are worried about the Ukraine that can't find it on the map. <laughs> I, my heart goes out to what's going on in Yemen, but what can I do? What can I do? I tell you what I can do. Turn off the fucking television, work on a global fucking level, start simple and butterfly, reflect that shit. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, listen to me. The marching and all that stuff, in the civil rights movement, did that do anything? Or did people, nope. individuals make decisions that fucking judging people on the, on the fucking color of their skin was wrong? Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It came in. It was an individual decision that just started going and butterfly affecting. And my 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 views affect your views, and your views affect Johnny's views, and then Johnny goes home, and that affects someone else's view. It butterfly flex it. You can march all fucking day. You can march all fucking day. It's like, did you make another connection with a human being? You can't force That's someone to not be a racist. You can't force someone to not be racist. Like, I please, I, I'll give you money to stop hating black people. No, they're going to take the money and they're still going to hate black people. until they have right? a fucking epiphany and, yeah. in themselves that they realize yeah. the waste of their time and energy into this shit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a hundred percent true. Um, there's only, there's only one way out of it. And I mean, you, you can't, you can't make somebody feel something that they don't. You just can't try. I mean, look at right now. It's, it's obvious. You just can't change the way people feel. You can't do. Um, but the thing, the thing that I do believe where there is a chance to change reality in that local space, that universe, your universe with that person is that if you take this crap and you take it out of your head and you don't think about it just for a couple of days, imagine what your preconceived notions of people could be. If you were thinking about something that's totally outside of that world and you are able to give them the exact thing that they are looking for in a broken world, you have something for them that is nourishing to them. That builds trust on a fundamental level that will continue to evolve over time. I had a, I had a, a, a cousin who was going to get a court injunction to get her child vaccinated against the husband because he was trying to get, uh, to interfere with it. He asked me to talk to her. They had, they did not talk personally well so i called her up and i spoke to her for three hours and i gently walked her through not tripping her out but just saying okay like i had to go okay if this is true how is this also true i had to go okay they're telling you that they have no liability what does that mean okay and then she's she's able to talk and she's telling me the school and the pressure and all of this stuff. And she, and here's the thing, think about it like this guys, you're a parent and they're telling you your kid has to be home quarantined with you for 10 days. Who's going to take care of the kid. And then if it happens again, then they're not vaccinated. They get quarantined again. You see how this puts the pressure on the parent to get their child. Anyway, the point being is that taking those three hours, the next day I only got, a slight adjustment, which basically said, so you think I should wait until a better one comes along, a better vaccine comes along. And my friend said, say yes right now, because that will buy her time. That will buy her time. And you know what happened? Within two weeks, there was an authority that she respected who told her that ivermectin was safe to take and that all of this was a lie. And guess what happened? Because her cousin who she loved and trusted took the time and didn't yell at her and walked her through it and said yes to trying to help her and and say, I will give you everything I have 
so that you can make the best decision you feel is best for you. She did a total 180 and said, fuck all of these people. Dude, that's how you do it. And you know what, man? I try. I, I, I have learned like the rules of the Ronin, bro, are just where it's at and like cannot give knowledge to those who do not seek it. But if they ask, you could talk to them about it. But man, it's just like the blessings of that your cousin's listening to you. And it's like you just have to understand that like there's so many people that have put their whole identity into their political views. And what you're telling them is their political views are wrong. And it's just a giant ego shattering. And it's just like, it's real fucking hard. So when people come to me and they go, what's going on? I'll go, what do you think? And then I'll work (laughs) from there. And then I I work from there. But I'm not in the mood to change anybody's life's uh, views anymore. If you want to ask me what I think, I'll tell you. If you start yelling and screaming at me, it's over. I'm gone. I don't care. I can't save you, man. There's going to be people I love that are going to be lost in this fucking battle for our souls. And there's nothing I can do about it. And I would love, I mean, I am all love. I will, I would do anything for friends and family. I will, I will take a bullet for my family. I would, I don't even think twice about it, but man, if, if you want to sit there and you want to trust people you've never met before over someone that's your family member, like the other day, a good friend of mine, he he couldn't find me on Instagram, and it turned out I I'd blocked him, and and I was like, I remember going, oh my god, I blocked him, and then I go, do I lie to him and say I don't know why you're blocked, or do I remember why I blocked him, and I did, mm-hmm. and do I tell him the truth, and I told him the truth, I go, I blocked you, bro, because I saw you were going that you were trashing your family about Trump and it broke my heart to see you going after family members for a guy that you've never met before. And it broke my heart. Cause that I go at the time that was a big fucking thing for me that whether it was Trump or Hillary people fighting with family members and it just broke my heart. So I didn't want to see anymore. So I blocked you. And I don't know if he'll see me again because I love this guy. And, you know, I've been really pushing. He's one of these guys that finally listened to me about getting your internet going and building through that because he's like me. He's been just hustling, trying to get Hollywood to like him. And he had some success for sure. But, man, now he's doing his own thing on the internet, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and it's starting to fucking take off. That's the way to go. You know? So maybe he will get mad at me. But, you know, at the end of the day, dude, it's like it makes me gross when people, like, cut off family members because of something going on in Washington, D.C. where they don't even live with people they'll never meet and never hang out with. And it's just like, to me, that's that's just gross. That's a great excuse, though. I don't want you bashing your family. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would not be mad if someone said, hey, I saw you bashing your sister, and I just can't handle that. But that's the whole that. reason yeah. why. It made me super sad. Yeah, I could, yeah it's not like... A, yeah. And it's just like, the, this is what we're talking about. They're, it's a battle for your soul. And this whole thing that just came out about snake venom and all that, that was nonlinear warfare. It was nonlinear warfare. And not that that doctor was a controlled opposition, because I don't know if he is, but he says something that makes sense. Then he says something that's so out there that both sides can run with something. So the snake venom stuff, I don't know about that. I just What I think the snake venom stuff does is validates a virus which is what they want you to believe in. 
Now, when I say I don't believe in viruses, I believe there's something there. What the name of it, what it is, is what we're debating. There's something there. Is it a virus or an exosome? I believe it's a exosome. Okay, that's what I believe in. How do I pronounce it, Johnny? Exosome. Exosome. You made a smile there like I butchered the word. Yeah, well, you said like exosome. Okay, because I get nervous saying it, all right? <laughs> so that's what I believe it is. So when this guy says that, hey, they're... they're Exosome. So, what is it? What is it? Remitterol. What is that called? called? It starts with an R. Fuck. I don't know where you're looking. Resveratrol. Is that the one you're talking about? Remdesivir. Yeah, that's the one. Remdesivir. Okay. Remdesivir. 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 Okay. (laughs) You just thought about rim. Riz. Remdesivir. Remdesivir. Okay. (laughs) Veer. 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 Remdesivir. Remdesivir. I thought that was the Mexican one here. Okay. The point is that drug was tested by Dr. Fauci on Ebola. And it had fatal, fatal results. It killed more people than saved. Great. Why is that being given to people with COVID? Yeah. Great. That's what we need. Why is it being given to I'd people? I'd rather take remdesivir or whatever you were talking about than that. <laughs> right? So so what happens is, so the whole psychological operation is, first they want you to believe it's 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 fucking um, ventilators. Oh my God, the ventilators are killing people. What if it's this drug they're hitting them with because they knew it killed people? Because yeah, what, what was the logic it, between the ventilators that their lungs were getting weak because they weren't using yeah, them? That yeah. was the logic on that. But I would see videos of nurses going, they're killing people with this stuff. They're killing people with this drug. This drug is killing people. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, the ventilators! We need more ventilators. The ventilators are killing And like, no, dude, it's the pharmaceutical company using a drug that they tested on Ebola that had fatal results, and now they're giving it to COVID people. There's a there's a nurse friend of mine that I know who um, codes and did code all of these cases, you know, as they come in. And she said that in her, I think, 30 year career, whenever there was a new protocol that would come down, it took them three to six months to implement it. Uh, COVID protocols were handed down overnight. Everywhere. Right. It's this is all part of this game, dude, that gets done. So we got people like dying from COVID. What? Or are they dying from being given this drug that they're telling you well, I can mean, fight I, COVID? I don't know if you saw, but there was some DJ called DJ K-Slide that, that died from COVID. And I was like, when's the last time you heard someone had died from COVID? We're going to throw him in there. Remember everybody. He's a hip hop artist. <laughs> And, and now everybody's back to, oh, shit, COVID's killing people again. Which is the part of the psych because the Ukrainian stuff isn't working anymore. Nobody's getting... So you remember they brought to Ukraine when the COVID narrative was dying. So it's like Joe Rogan's joke, right? It's like, oh, my friend died of COVID. Okay, what do you have? Did he have bad heart, bad lungs? Was he overweight? What's What else is going on? But now we got... How do you pronounce it, Johnny? Remdesivir. Remdesivir, Okay. Now this is given to people. People should do toxicologies on toxicologies on their relatives that passed. Did they take this drug? Because because the CDC and Dr. Fauci know knew that the drug killed because they tried it with a bowline. It was disastrous. Yeah. 
Do you believe Dr. Fauci is consciously evil? That's a, So here's an interesting thing. So I was having a conversation with Duncan Trussell, and he he knows somebody who is talks of, talks to um, Klaus Schwab all the time. Shit. And he's and what this guy told Duncan Trussell really? is that is that Klaus Schwab in his hard hearts thinks he's helping. Yep. Yep. Narcissistic. So it goes oh. back to duality, right? Well, How all everyone has good and bad in them, some more than others, but. Well, I wouldn't say this only because this is from Eric from, um, called the anatomy of human destructiveness. And I, I just want to read this passage because I think it hits the head on the nail about evil. He said, I had still another aim that of pointing to the main fallacy, which prevents people from recognizing potential Hitlers before they have shown their true faces. This fallacy lies in the belief that a thoroughly destructive and evil man must be a devil and look his part that he must be devoid of any positive quality that he must bear the cane, the sign of Cain so visibly that everyone can recognize his destructiveness from afar. Such devils exist, but they are rare. As I indicated earlier, much more often the intensely destructive person will show a front of kindliness, courtesy, love of family, of children, of animals. He will speak of his ideals and have good intentions, but not only this, there is hardly a man who is utterly devoid of any kindness or any good intention. If he were, he would be on the verge of insanity, except congenial moral idiots. This is the conclusion. Hence, as long as one believes that the evil man wears horns, one will not discover an evil man. The naive assumption that an evil man is easily recognizable results in a great danger. One fails to recognize evil men before they have begun their work of destruction. Well, again, this is a big, a big ah moment to me was I was reading the Kabbalion and they were like the duality of this. And I go, oh, they know this and this is how they get us to fight with each other because they present somebody and to the, let's say somebody on the left, Hillary's done good things. They look at all the good things that they've been told. And they're like, she's a good person. And then the people on the right, they see all the stuff she's done. They're like, she's a bad person. And that's why they can live in their own reality where they don't see the same person. Because everyone's got good and evil in them. So I'm not saying that Dr. Fauci moves in a way that's just, oh, he's a great person. He has... There are people who tell you, Dr. Fauci, I guarantee you that Dr. Fauci is a good guy. But going back to what you're talking about, John, is good people can do dark shit, right? And because then their intention, right, because it's like the narcissist. The child wants to still be loved and accepted. All of us want to be loved and accepted. You just scare. See, we forget because we're thinking as a child and little boy and little girl, and they do as they're told, and then they grow up and become us. And then we forget all of this. So what happens is, is that that little boy and that little girl inside love their mother infinitely, no matter what they do to them, including abusing them, including molesting them, including being incestuous with them, like the Bidens. I bring this up because it shattered 
the, what I thought I was dealing with. And it helped me see how evil comes into being because we don't have conscious evil. We, there are few people who, like he said, there are very few people who are consciously evil. Like on a, on a level, like, like, let me give you an example. It'd be like this. You could believe that an Illuminati bloodline would do this, but would you believe a feminist on the whole, a woman on the whole consciously goes, I'm going to get pregnant so that I can carry this baby to term at nine months so that I can murder it. No, they don't. There are very few people who would not only like, if you said that, that, that that's what abortion is. And you went around and said, are you willing to sign a paper that says, I want to carry this baby to nine months full term and then take it out 15 days later and commit infanticide. That's my goal. I want to do this. I am sign me up. Come on, let's get me pregnant and get me going. No, they don't. So what does that mean? It's our unconscious. She does not know what she's doing. He does not know what he's doing. Klaus Schwab does not know the level of what he is creating in his mind through his words and whatever else is there that's following him. He does not see that. This is how crazy this shit is because you're sitting here going, wait a minute. You're telling me that this evil person who's killing millions of people, sending 160 million people into extreme poverty, according to the UN, as a result of COVID. This asshole can get up there, like, like you would say, this asshole can literally get up there and say this with a straight face. Yes, he can. Yes, he can, because this is the world he believes in and has been rewarded for his entire life. His understanding of his reality is completely different and unique from all of us. And not just exclusively, but it's a hierarchy. It's mirrors. All of those mirrors in his life, all of those doors that opened told him he was doing the right thing. He was a good little boy. That's how we arrive to this shit because we all believe we're doing good. And what happens is, is the thing that we don't know or don't see that with, if we knew where we were headed and what was going to happen to us, we would say, Oh my God, I'll stop right now. I'll, I'll do anything to stop. So I don't end up dead and poor and lonely. But that's what happened to my father. My father, I'm just saying this, this is where I come from. My father came from wealth he was a, a great athlete of his era. He went to one of the top schools in the country in Notre Dame, and he had a mind that allowed him to create crud cutter and an entire business to, to take care of himself and his family. And when he died, that company was worth $22 million in annual sales, and he had no money in the bank, and he was dying alone <laughs> with two of his four children there by his bedside because he was such a bastard to all of them. And he drank himself for 55 to 60 years smoking and he destroyed his children. He tried, he didn't consciously try to, he recreated his childhood with a woman, my mother, who also came from another damaged childhood and they found each other and they both wanted to believe that the other person could love them the way that they wanted to be loved with all of those distortions. That's what is in Klaus Schwab, that's what's in Fauci, that's what's in Biden, that's what's in not all of us, like there's some evil lurking there, but distributed outwardly, 
All of these people believe in the good that they're doing because they've been rewarded and life has never told them that they're wrong. Sorry, mean to go on that rant. No, no because it's 100% correct. And the trauma It's just a sobering fact that it doesn't mean that I excuse the behavior of what monstrous things come as a result of it. You have to stop them. But at a certain point, hating them and thinking all these evil thoughts about them actually is probably even more than what they think on a conscious level. Here's the whole thing, man. It's like these people are going to do what they're going to do, dude. And they've compartmentalized what they're doing. They just, I've seen it happen. So when I was in high school, there was a guy, I'm not going to say his name because he's a great guy. And he's moved on. This was just a weird moment in, in his teenage years. But we used to, as kids, we terrorized this convenience store. We just terrorized it because we were we had nothing going on. We were bored, and we just the thrill of being middle class kids causing chaos, and that's just what happened, right? So, so one day I see him. He breaks into this ice box where you bought ice from, and he's just throwing ice all over the place. I'm like, this ain't good. Me and my buddy walk. I'm like, let's get out of here. We walk back. Uh, suddenly the owner of the club uh, of the place pulls up and starts screaming ass you guys are piece of shit blah, blah, blah. i'm like i didn't do anything i literally hadn't done anything at that point this time hadn't done anything so she drives off i'm like i gotta see what's happening so i go around and the cops are there and they're talking to my buddy who had just been raiding this ice machine and destroyed it and I watched this guy with a straight face to the cops scream that he didn't do it. And in his face, I saw that he believed it. He believed that he didn't do it. He compartmentalized in his head that, that information that would tell you you were the guy that did this. And he stared you right in the eye, swearing everybody he loves that he had never done it. And that's what these people do. They can parmalize these fucking dark things that they do. And they don't recognize it as them. Or they think it's this what you have to do. This is for the better good of everything. I have to take these little things, put them aside, because sometimes good people have to do bad things for the better whole, and they can parmalize it. So when Fauci's pushing this stuff about AZT to HIV, he is in his head thinking he's helping these people because he's been told that he has to push this drug. So he's compartmentalized all of this data that says it's killing these gay people. That, that is in a scene in uh, iRobot. Or no, 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 uh, Mr. Robot. There was a scene in the first or second season when she she confronts that man on the balcony about why he made that decision that cost her mother. Remember that? That killed her mom, the carcinogen? Yeah. And he explains it to her and he says to her, he goes, we, we talked it over dinner and that was it. It was like an afterthought. Like, I'm sorry your mom died because I, I needed money at the time, but... It was a frightening reality because that's probably the honest, most honest you'll ever see in a portrayal like that of, of a person who literally knows that some people are going to get fucked as a result of, of this lie that he's bought and believes is going to help him and his family. 
but he doesn't have to think about that because he's not re- he'll never have to deal with it. He'll never be confronted with that reality uh, where he stands because that's somebody else's life and not his. Well, that's like our VP incarcerating all those people for smoking weed and then amidst the smoking weed. She just put in her head that what I did isn't bad for those, even though she put people in jail for years. And then she goes on Power 106 and says, I smoked weed, not understanding that she just put all these people in jail. Yeah, for sure. It's compartmentalized. Yes, and the point is that these people aren't that smart. They're really not that smart. They're unconscious people. They're, they're, they're mind-controlled people. We got to stop thinking that they're thinking like we do and that they know better. They actually don't. <laughs> Dude, she's it's just a like, fucking I mean, order. I'm sorry. It just, it just like, it's crazy, but they really don't know any better. That's all they can do. That's well, why they're there. That's what why they they're useful do, there. What they do is they follow orders, okay? And this has all been a giant plan, okay? Yep. This has yep. all been a long plan, move people into fucking giant cities, make it so the best jobs are in corporations. If you do not play ball, you can't get promoted, and you have to fucking follow the leader, group think, in order to rise to make more money to take care of your family. So over time, you just become conditioned, and that's the same thing when you're in school, right? Like, dude, I used to, I spent all of fourth grade in detention, dude. That's a true story. My lunch, the entire fourth grade was in detention because I just didn't follow the fucking rules. And the people who follow the rules, they, they get the they get on the principal's list, you know, the the dean's list, all that stuff. Boom, they go to college. You're just learning how to follow the fucking rules. When you take a test, what you're doing is you're you're telling the professor I can regurgitate the information that you gave to me. You go into this job. You play ball. You're told if you don't push a narrative we want, we're going to take your license. So you just keep playing ball. That is the purpose of moving people into these giant fucking cities to force them into corporations and into organizations like the AMAs and all these stuff where you have to follow the rules or you get punished, man. And then you just start, now you're starting to believe in global warming. Now you're starting to believe in, oh, there's a virus. That's why big cities all believed in virus and little cities didn't play ball because there was no incentive to have to play ball. Right? As if an independent how many independent contractors out there got the vaccine? Very I'm, probably the numbers way lower percentage wise than people who worked in corporations. And then you have HR. Now we got human resources. What is human resources away? A way for fucking powerless people to uh, to make fucking powerful people dance to keep you on check even your instagram your company can check your instagram if you post something you can get fired for human instagram res- yeah human resources yeah. hr hr is there 100 in my experience in corporate america hr exists to protect the company from litigation and to make you play ball hey man if you don't play the you know you might not have a place here right this is the company I mean, I, i've seen i've seen shit like ruled where an employee who was drunk who had a security position came after hours and did not report that to HR. And that, in my view, that supervisor should have been terminated immediately. 
but there was politics there and HR understood that. So they let him stay. Yeah. Yep. And then they, they pay the HR nothing. They get paid nothing. And, and if you're in the human resources, I'm not here to like shit talk you. You got, you got to pay your bills, but it's just like, these are layers and layers and layers and layers of control. I mean, I know somebody who's like, they're working at their job. You got all these people with a million fucking pronouns coming in. These pronouns change by the minute. If you don't get the pronoun right, they're fucking, they're going to human resources. You know, this is the bully, yeah. the bullied becoming the bully. And that's what our society Guys, is bu- built on. They're eventually, this is the thing, because the corporations are going down this path on the whole, they're going to purge everybody else outside of them. And then what happens is, is that now you have a cult. But the problem is, is that the hierarchy in the cult is very steep and everybody who align themselves with their previous agreements has new demands that are going to come along. Those people are going to have their jobs automated. So in other words, like, like, for example, we'll just scale this on the political side. All the people that were pushing fight for 15 congratulations, you have successfully managed to have us have a new bottom now. And in a world of infinite money, money, monetary theory, modern money, ah, I can't even say it, MMT, that you're basically now printing endless money so that your dollars are worthless. So $15 is like, basically you're going to become too expensive to keep as an employee and onboard and retain so they'd rather take all of that money as a one-time deposit down on an automated system that can do the job without complaining or needing health benefits. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's the reality for small, but it, it kills small businesses. That's the number one issue. It benefits the corporations because basically they're right there with the banks. So they get that flow of money, whereas the mom and pops have to take out loans. They have to do, they have more parts there to do. Listen. In order, that's what Dodd Frank, Dodd Frank fucked every small mom and pop bank in this 100%, country as a banking dude. reform. It 100%. basically consolidated the, the, everything around the zombie banks. Anyway, yep. we could go on. There's just endless examples. Of this. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. Dude, it just goes this, on and on. Uh, and on. Uh, first of all, the Elon Musk Twitter thing is a giant psyop. Okay. Yeah. So the people. Who's your favorite billionaire? <laughs> yeah. But the people, the people who are blocking him from buying Twitter are the the top two investors in Tesla. Like it's all theater of bullshit. Right? Yeah, that'd be weird. It's all theater of bullshit. But the problem is, is like what it does show is that Vanguard, which basically Vanguard and BlackRock, which basically control the Fed, were able to come in and buy a shit ton of fucking stocks to stop the richest guy in the world from doing what he wants to do. Okay? They use Fed funny money. They're not using their own money. They're using Fed funny money. We are competing against Fed funny money. And if they can do that to the richest guy in the world, why can't they do that to you? It's all theater of the bullshit. But look at what that, that's a great example of how the Fed is fucking everybody. Vanguard, Vanguard doesn't have to tell you who their number one investors are. Every other company has to do that. You know why? Because they're Rothschilds, the Royals, all that. They don't want you knowing that. That is the source of power right there. Sure. Okay? 
that's all this is. And dude, you know, we're talking about corporations and I, I, I'm going to end it here because I got to go pay my fucking taxes, right? <laughs> but it's like, I talk, I, I, it's so funny. I was having this conversation and with people. And I just watched them just tune out. It's just, everybody's complaining about cancel culture. They don't really want to take a look at it. And cancel culture is humanity versus corporations. When the left cancels somebody from the right, what happens? So let's say, let's say Rogue, uh, Rogan's a bad example because he uh, he's a great example, but for the wrong reasons, right? But so they they let's say when they went after Chris D'Elia, right? What happens? Netflix, CAA, all these guys drop, 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 right? Because then it seems like the movement has teeth when in reality it's just the emperor's new clothes and it's the corporations doing it, not the people. But when it goes mm-hmm. the other way around with Disney Plus and, and and Netflix and everybody kills their subscriptions, right? And you see $2 billion loss, okay? That's the people versus corporations. And when that fucking $2 billion goes down, what happens? Fed, fucking corporations with their Fed funny money come in and buy the stock to make it go, oh, look, you did nothing in reality they fucking hit him with a $2 billion fucking like, loss. I really thought that Netflix was going to get hit with uh, cuties. It didn't look like it did anything. Everyone still has it. The account I used didn't even cancel theirs. I thought ne- I thought Netflix was going to get hit with cuties, and it seems like it just... Well, they lo- Well, they are in Texas right now. They're getting hit with some stuff. The loss you think but they lo- what I'm saying yeah. is that they suffered a loss, and all these fucking bazillionaires came and in bought and bought... Bought it on the dip, which made it go back up, which made everybody think nothing happened. In reality, the stock took a hit, and it took all these fucking George Soros fucking piece of shits to come and save it. That that is the mental spiritual war going on. Right. That's it. Everything is spiritual. This is a spiritual war, man. Turn off if you're still watching the news, and and dude, that's Fox too. You are fucking allowing the magicians to cast spells. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Turn it fucking off. I'm telling you, get a hobby. Create something (laughs) from nothing. (laughs) And I'm telling you, if you start today, by year, two years, you're going to be able to be your own boss. I'm telling you. Dude, you know, I just did Xavier Guerrero's fucking show, right? It was fucking great. But I showed up, I go, holy fuck, this place is packed. Guy started fucking his own show with his buddy E-Zone, and it's fucking flourishing. And yeah. who, and from a, another fucking year from now, it's going to be even bigger. And that's, he created it from freaking nothing. That's where you start. And guess what? You're tired? Yeah. That's what. That's what happens when you're when your family came here from somewhere else for a better life. They came here with nothing, and they built something. And it was they were tired, they were angry, they felt they felt shafted, they felt disrespected, and they felt like there was no hope. And guess what they did? They kept fucking going. That's what life's about. That's what it's about. 
You're you're about when you take your last breath that you, your family, your children's trajectory is fucking different because you went hard in the paint and changed the trajectory. The difference between a lot of poor people and a lot of fucking rich people is that someone in the rich people's ancestry said, fuck this, I'm going to fucking go for it and change their fucking family's trajectory. And the people who are still poor... Nobody's done that. And this whole thing about hoods and ghettos and all this stuff and these poor fucking fucking suburbs or these poor fucking farm areas and all this shit, nobody said enough is enough. I'm going to get out. We focus on all the people stuck in the hood. We never focus on the people who got the fuck out of the hood. Where'd they go? How'd they do it? They fucking started a job. They didn't fucking fall for the, all the mental traps that happened along the way. It's easy to sit there and cry that you are there because of racism. You came into this world with this condition. It was there when you got there. How do you get out of that? You fucking create your own business and understand business don't give a fuck about the color of your skin. You're either... You're either providing a, a fucking service or you are not. And if you are, you invest that right and you change your family's trajectory. That's how it goes. Take the risk. Take the risk. First thing, fail. Dude, I was doing podcasting for almost for five years before my first super successful podcast. Truly, that I could tour and do all the things that everybody wants. Five years of failures. And like Punch Drunk and Nice Show, they're the best shows ever. I couldn't get a lot of people to listen to them. It wasn't until Tim Hyatt came and I tapped into like, I just leaned into who I really was and started doing a show about that. Dude, my buddy Steve that I used to do uh, a podcast with, he's got this, he, dude, this guy's so fucking funny. He found his stride now and he's in his 40s and he finds his stride. That's what happens, man. You just have to lean into it. And that dragon video, that's what it's all about. And don't be afraid to start over. Like if you're on a podcast or episode 100 and you know traction, dog. fucking end it, start a new one, give it a new if even if it's Don't the same always shit. quit though. Yeah. Don't always but dude, you go, hey man, maybe I want may, here here's my here's my end point I want to get to. But maybe I'd be happier if I get over here. That's okay. Head on a swivel. Head on a swivel. So, John, do you want to go out? John, thank you. I know you wanted to do no. the network video, which I love. Um, where can they find you, John? You can find me at norestrictionsent.com. You go on there, rent our movie Game Day. It is a timely movie for right now. It's about families and secrets and the truth healing us. And um, what I want to say is also on Tubi, We've got a lot of our movies, including A Child's Voice, on there for free. Um, there's a movie that's coming out on there. Look out for it. It's called Mark's Secret to Eternal Life. That was a movie I made in 2012. And Spider-Man Far From Home or No Way Home um, has similar themes in it, which was kind of interesting. That all had to do with parallel dimensions and time travel and uh, atoning for one's mistakes and what it may mean in terms of resetting. Um, and then the last thing I guess I want to say before you put the network thing is thank you all because Sam, like 
I know that many people have grown up over these years with you and Xavier and Johnny and all of your guests. And it's just like this, take everything that you have learned, all you've learned and bring it to bear in this time. We need good men and women to stand up, be strong and brave, not out of virtue, but stand up for what is true and right. And if there is to be a, I guess a metaphor for what I am trying to say is that this is like that movie, the never ending story. If we allow the nothing to come in and take our imagination away, it will destroy everything and be reset back to a single grain of sand that all it took was for us to imagine what that could be and what world that could be. And it could become true. So um, with that said, I really appreciate everything that you all have done and also for giving me your platform to talk to your audience who I truly over the years have come to love because so many of them have written me messages on social media and elsewhere. So, Well, John, I always love talking to you. Uh, I hope people enjoy this whole episode because the whole episode is take control of your life, turn off the bullshit. Dude, it's all sorcery. If you don't let them fucking put magical spells on you, your life will change and you will ascend to a higher level. Trust me on that. So this is uh, this is from Network. So enjoy this, and we will. We're gonna do a couple shows this week, so it's gonna be a great week. I love you, uh, John Paul Rice. I love you guys. Enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of this. chairman of the board of the Union Broadcasting Systems and he died at 11 o'clock this morning of a heart condition and woe is us. We're in a lot of trouble. So, a rich little man with white hair died. What has that got to do with the price of rice, right? And why is that woe to us? Because you people and 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. And that's why woe is us that Edward George Ruddy died. Because this company is now in the hands of CCA, the Communication Corporation of America. There's a new chairman of the board, a man called Frank Hackett, sitting in Mr. Ruddy's office on the 20th floor. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. 
So if you want the truth, go to God. Go to your gurus. Go to yourselves. Because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. <laughs> but man, you're never going to get any truth from us. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. We'll tell you that uh, Kojak always gets the killer and that nobody ever gets cancer in Archie Bunker's house. And no matter how much trouble the hero is in, don't worry, just look at your watch. At the end of the hour, he's going to win. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds, we're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You eat like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets, turn them off now, turn them off right now, turn them off and leave them off, turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now, turn them off! This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack.